This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. It's Monday, September 8th. Not September 8th. 18th. I'm off my game. It was a bad weekend, I think. I think a lot of losing happened this weekend. We don't like losing, but God damn it, you're one of the best losers I know. Carter Elliott's here. How you doing, Cart? Yeah, let's not let's not beat around the bush, all right? And let's not let's leave out all the cliches. This was absolutely a terrible, terrible weekend in all regards. Um, couldn't win a bet. My teams couldn't compete. My teams couldn't win. Uh, it just it just didn't go my way. And, you know, the what, what's the term like eventually, you know, the chips will fall in your direction or something like that. I don't even know if that's a real phrase. No chips fell in my directions. No dominoes fell the way I wanted to. Nothing happened that I wanted to happen. And it made it tough to wake up this morning. This, in my eyes, is a misery Monday. So if I have some very sad energy coming across the microphone, get over it. I'm sad. I think the optimistic view of this would be i can't i can't imagine how a football weekend could go worse for you i cannot imagine worse than zero and four on bets lions lose a game they easily should have won michigan state loses a hundred to zero like i just can't imagine anything literally literally nothing even in the coach terms like something to hang your hat on something to hold your chin high not one thing to hold it high chin down head down Tears down. Everything. Terrible. You're still here on a Monday in a really nice overtime hoodie. Because I got people around me that love me and need me. Otherwise, I'd be I'd be thinking of some other things. Because it's 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 tough times right now. But this is a great hoodie, by the way. I, I told y'all I was gonna be rotating in the overtime fits moving forward. I mean, nice little pink. Also got the matching joggies to go with it. So this is very comfortable. I think this might find itself in like that top you know like that top three hoodie rotation that you have oh yeah it's just the one you got to throw on like this this one's gonna go on a lot because it's just it's comfortable as hell yeah we gotta do the quick cam shout again but i feel like we haven't acknowledged the fact that cam like gave us personally crafted packages here like my care package was not the same as your care package he very specifically pulled out said oh car might need something a little green to go with like an east lansing game day like i got a little a little maize and blue going on with my side so uh impressive stuff from from the whole overtime family you look good You've always looked good as a loser. I'll say that. You look great as a winner when it happens, too. But um, if there's one person I know that can lose and still show up the next day, it's you, Cart. Can you see the pain in my eyes? <laughs> I can see a little pain in your eyes. Okay. Should we uh, Should we acknowledge the fact that it was a tough Friday for us at Sleepers Enterprises, too, or... Just yeah, it was a it was a really tough weekend. <laughs> God, honestly, I probably should have taken a step back and realized based on what happened Friday, that it, it just wasn't going to be the best weekend. Like there, it, that, that was the tone setter. Maybe if we're looking for something to pin all of our losses on, it could be the way Friday went down. Um, yeah, we won't get into, into the weeds, into the details, but uh, 
tough business day for the sleepers on Friday. We didn't uh, we didn't get any bad news per se from any of the things we've been trying to do. But let's say we identified maybe some ops or we we identified, uh, I don't know, some some people preying on the sleepers downfall that we certainly didn't expect. So uh, tough day. And, tough and, day. and and Friday's episode ended with me and you not happy with each other. We, it all comes back to us. It, we deserve it this. We it's really deserve this. Uh, bright side of anything from the weekend. I went three and two on bets. It doesn't That's feel. Huge. It doesn't feel that way at all, though. Like it feels like I went one and four. But, but we, but we needed that. I mean, that's the typical like when one teammate it has this absolute off game, somebody steps up, and you you did it for the brand because we can't have both of us doing what I did this past weekend. So yeah. I'm already looking forward to bouncing back next weekend. I can guarantee you right now it won't happen again. I don't care if someone says because I just said that it will happen again. It ain't happening again. Don't worry about that. We're, yeah. we're going to bounce back. Yeah, I feel like I just went like five for nine from the floor in a 37-point loss. That's how I feel. But I guess like go home happy with that. Go home like it, was, it wasn't all yeah. me. You're, you're like Kate Hauser with the rushing TD, and we still lost 50 to zero, 57. Hey, free Kate, man. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to this. Uh, we're we're going to talk through everything bad football-wise, uh, check in with our Lions and our Spartans. We're going to talk about the, the Michigan basketball news. Juwan Howard is uh, out for extended time due to some health complications. And then we will actually do a little college basketball. DK dropped a new article this morning. He is doing his positional breakdowns for the conference. He just released his front court tiers. I have been able to peruse those this morning. And uh, there's certainly things to discuss with that. Good work, DK. But first, we start with comments, as usual. Do you have a YouTube comment of the day, Carter Elliott? Uh, yes, I actually do. So this comes from Albert Tucci, 15 98 Dixon and Moore. I think this was in regards to your Villanova comments last last week or last episode. Dixon and Moore were arguably the second and third best players on a Final Four team two years ago. Do you do you wonder about Villanova's floor? Do wonder about Villanova's floor, but has more to do with their PG play than either of those guys. Ideally, Mark Armstrong steps up, but he was very underwhelming last year, in my opinion. If he doesn't take a sophomore leap, they need to turn to Chris. Archie Diacono, yikes, that's what I'm saying, and wouldn't love more and wouldn't need more to play the one either. Okay, a couple things I'd like to address about this. Um, I will give you that Justin Moore was arguably maybe the third best player on the Final Four team two or three years ago. Eric Dixon was not. Um, also, you refer to two or three years ago, the teams that happened. Uh, there was also another man coaching on those Villanova teams two to three years ago. And as much as guys make steps, make leaps coming from their freshman to sophomore year, I think, Greg, what, what was it the phrase that you always say? Was it expect them to take more of a leap from freshman to sophomore or take a leap from junior to senior? Well, I, I know you've said it before. What What is it? Freshman to sophomore. Freshman to sophomore is when they make the leap, right? That, that's the leap. That's the leap. Okay. I understand that's the leap, but the only thing is I really just can't trust in Mark Armstrong because I thought that he was going to be pretty good coming into this year based on his play with the FIBA under 19 team. I thought he was going to have a really good year and, and I just didn't see it. Apparently he had another pretty good summer, uh, but I just, I, I don't know if I'm holding on to my Mark Armstrong stock. 
what where I, do you do you, does this change your views on Villanova at all or are you still staying strong on you're not a believer in Kyle Neptune and the boys no in a word no. it, it doesn't change my my opinions um yeah I don't know maybe a little harsh on Justin Moore maybe you could stretch that a little bit and do some mental mental acrobatics and say I'm being harsh on Eric Dixon but um My main point is like there there are some guys in college basketball that I think you can play the like, oh, well, the the number one option left. Now this guy is going to break out, even if he is an upperclassman. Some that come to mind in my head, like Denzel Valentine went from fourth, fifth starter to now it's his show. What's going to happen? Karis LeVert went from seventh guy to tag team with Stauskas and GR3 to now it's the Karis Levert show. And what do you know? First team, all conference guys, Justin Moore is not that. Uh, and is it due to injury? Maybe, but like if there was a year or, or a moment in time where Eric Dixon or Justin Moore, were going to take that leap and be the face of a good team. It would have been last year. And I get that Justin Moore wasn't healthy, but he came back and he didn't look like he was even capable of being like a good player for that team. Eric Dixon was the first option last year. That team was horrible. That, that's what Eric Dixon is. If he's your first option on your team, you're a bad team. So uh, it's hard. It's one of those things where like, I don't know how much blame to assign Kyle Neptune. We got to see this year. I think I lean on Carter's side of this argument and say a lot of it, but I also don't think there's many coaches in the country who could inherit this roster and make it like a top 10 team in the country. Like I, I don't like the roster build right now. Yeah. And I, I think the main point that where I think where Kyle Neptune comes into play the most with this is that last year, in my personal opinion, he mishandled the roster. What's he going to do with a bunch of guys that maybe had talent, but are coming from programs that I never won to a program like Villanova where winning culture system are play a huge part in their success. And I know a lot of Villanova fans want, you know, Kyle Neptune to kind of carry the torch and have the same culture in place that Jay Wright had and built at Villanova, but it doesn't always work like that. And that's, that's how it should work in an ideal world, but sometimes it doesn't work like that. So I, you know, I'm still not buying into Villanova. I, I stay strong on the fact that you said they could be the team that bottoms out in the big East. Um, I think that's a very real, real possibility. Um, can I throw can I throw a macro take at you real quick on college basketball? I don't know where this came from in my head, but it's a new take. I haven't had a new thought. I want to just test this out on you real quick. Please. Are we? <laughs> I don't even know how to word this. There's a lot of old guys now, right? Like there's a lot of guys who are just playing college basketball because they still can, right? Yeah, guys that aren't going to go to the NBA, but now have this random opportunity to go somewhere new for 12 months and cash a paycheck. Are we sure that those guys are motivated at all? Do those guys care about college basketball anymore? Like, (laughs) I'm starting to think this through just a little bit. Like, I'm looking at, okay, what's what's up with this Villanova roster? There's a bunch of dudes who are there for six months who, in my opinion, are just cash their paycheck dudes. And I think this probably applies to a lot of teams around the country. 
But I think like one thing that's maybe not talked about enough in the transfer portal era is like all these grad transfers using this extra COVID year that really should be done, really should be graduated, moved on, go get a job or go overseas. I don't think these guys necessarily like are the most motivated guys. Once you give them a paycheck, like they don't have things to worry about. If they, if they know this is it for their basketball careers, they're not out here to like, be some crazy player they weren't last year. They're there to cast their paychecks, right? So yeah, they're they're there, they're there to maximize nil deal and monies, and it's not just paychecks with what the schools are paying. It's just having a bigger brand, usually because it's it's guys that come from smaller schools go to bigger schools. And I I agree with you. I don't know if it's necessarily the case with everybody, but there's definitely a couple of guys out there that I think are basically just. You know, what What else am I going to do? I'm not going anywhere else. These guys, this school wants to pay me $500,000. Sure, I'll go play another year. I'll go do college for another year. I'm not motivated to win anything necessarily. I'm not motivated to show the guys at the next level what I can do. Uh, it's it's basically just I want a paycheck, and I want to get the most money out of my basketball career that I can get. And if that includes staying in college for six years and going to another school, so be it. Which is fine, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, pro. I, that, that's go some, get the that's bag. something I would do expeditiously. Yeah. I am pro. Go get the bag. I'm just like having this mental realization that, like, I think there's going to be a lot of guys who are not motivated to win <laughs> playing college basketball this season, and there will be a lot of teams whose entire core rotation is built around guys that I think have no reason to be motivated whatsoever. So yeah, uh, that came to mind for me with Villanova. Okay, wait, uh, G. Before you get to Discord comments, we do have to address one more YouTube comment. Please. Uh, from a from a frequent uh, commenter, autistic berserker. Uh, you don't redacted berserker. No, no, no. This is the thing. He explained it in his comment that we can say his name. So I'm not sure the problem is with my name. I am autistic. And I'm not ashamed of that. My brother, mother, son are all autistic. I see nothing wrong with the use of the word in my name. Can you please explain the problem? So I don't think we understood the name we thought that he was maybe poking fun at autistic people or autism so just know we acknowledge your comment moving forward that's the reason we weren't saying it and that's why i was redacted but we can go on to the discord comments but i thank you for explaining that sorry yes i didn't mean to laugh um we are a pro everything podcast pro autism podcast as well um yes thank you we will now read your name although are we do we believe him? Like, are we sure? <laughs> I Because I don't want other people to be offended. That Because li- there are people who are going to find our show like six months from now, and we're not going to do the explanation of why we're reading that person's name. And Very I don't true. want someone to log in and be like, why are these guys making fun of autism? You know what? We're going to ad- we address it and we understand you, uh, Autistic Berserker, but we're just going to call you Berserker moving forward. But we support your name. Yes, we do. We do. But and I thank you for explaining that too. We we appreciate that. But we can move on to the other comments. Okay. Wow. Look look at us. Uh, I want to address it. Yeah, of course. We we don't duck things. We don't run from things. Um okay. Whew. Deep breath. I just feel like there's a lot of losing going on and <laughs> it's weird energy. A lot of enemies after us, a lot of a lot of family after us. Lot, I don't know, man. Weird times. Um, aim for the head. For anyone who's thinking about it. Let's go to the discord to people that don't want to shoot us in between the eyes. Uh, 
you can join the discord by the way i haven't done the plug yet this episode you can join the discord the link is in the description link is everywhere that we put any sort of content right now uh we did get yet another flurry of signups i think a lot of people sign up right before uh a college football weekend because there's some buzz with the newsletter going on still not so sure what's going on with the conversion rate but by my eye uh, we are right at the 40 number for paid members, and we have cracked 90 overall members in the Discord. So there's a gulf somewhere between people that have joined but not paid and cannot access the content. We got to figure that out. If you're one of those people, by the way, if you're listening to this, like I thought I joined, but I can't see anything, hit me up. I'll I'll help you figure this out. But uh, yeah, you got to join. You got to pay put some payment information in $9.99 a month, do it on desktop so you get the best price. And then you get access to the newsletter and everything else that we do in the Discord, uh, including us reading every single comment every single day. So let's go back. This is from after Friday's episode. Friday's episode got out really late, by the way. I apologize for that. We were scrambling, uh, like we said, kind of thrown off our game, our intentions, our plans on Friday. So uh, got it out as early as we could. But hopefully nobody missed the episode because of that fam starts our comments today and says carts going in on random people and Greg is doing damage control. That's one of the funniest narratives of all time. It's well, I know I can do it because I know that you will either cut me off, hype me up or let me know like when to keep going. Yeah, I feel, Greg, you're my safe person. I feel safe with you. It's just like a vetty thing too. Like we've we've been through so many moments like this. It's kind of like when Steph like looks at Clay and it's just like now, and then he's yeah. like, okay, like that's that's sort of <laughs> us on a daily basis. Uh, Fam also says Porto Portugal and Baldhead Island. There we go. Small upset. It wasn't Kiwa. I don't know what that is. Kiwa, but uh, same vibe. Love the honesty out of Bluff today. <laughs> I love the nickname Bluffs for Riley. I don't know why. It just kills me. Fam's the best, man. He really is uh, an integral part of the show at this point. TJ Terrence says, did Greg just, quote, shut up and dribble cart when cart's vocab was caught lacking again? I'm a big fan of shutting up and dribbling, <laughs> like for myself, not for others. But if I was told to shut up and dribble, I'd be fine because people usually don't let me dribble. <laughs> That's actually very true. You would shut up and dribble if they would. I, let I you will dribble. gladly shut up and dribble. <laughs> Uh, then we went down a rabbit hole here of reciting some of the, uh, names that were thrown at you on Twitter. You put your men's league highlights up. They were hilarious. One of the best viral type things that we put out. So please keep doing that. I greatly enjoyed it. But, uh, Jacob, our boy, Jacob Carabatos, JK, who we work with at the field of 68 a little bit, uh, texted me and basically said, uh, should I comment this? And it said, Zach Eady, E-A-T-E-Y. And I said, yeah, of course. And then I responded to him. We went back and forth down a little rat, like 20 different comments of eat related names. Uh, your, your thoughts on this? We didn't mean to shame you too much. Not a body shaming podcast here, but. Not, not a body shame, but pretty funny. Derek Twix, pretty funny. The funniest part is that you guys went back and forth like six times, and then someone came from the rafters <laughs> with one and was like, I want to join in on this. I was like, all right, that now we got to end it. Yeah, I was hoping it would become like a community movement. Um, you also Dre, said Ri Dre Ribs Lawhorn. Was was that you? <laughs> that was me. That was, that was good. Uh, you said uh, you are a better facilitator than I will ever be. On the basketball court? Yes. Can we talk that out a little bit? Yes. Are we I sure? Mean, are we sure about that? Yes. Are we sure? I'm a, yes, I am a better passer than you. 
Are we sure? 100%. Yes. I don't think we're 100% sure of that. Why? I think it's like 60-40 at best for you. Oh, come on. I really do. I'm I'm so... No. When it comes to passing ability... I'm a good passer. I, you're an underrated passer for sure because people think see, you're I'm not, just a big. See, the only reason I'm underrated is because of all those food nicknames you just said. No, it's not that. It's just the idea of a center in general. Like it's people aren't thinking you can't pass because of. Do you consider? Shape. Do you consider yourself a good passer? I do. I'm a good passer. How so? For, sh- for sure, I'm a good passer. Like you just know the you know when to swing it. Not at all. No, I think that's extremely disrespectful. Well, I think I'm if ask- you, I'm, I'm asking. I, I think you. I think you ask anyone I've played consistent pickup basketball with in the last ten years if I'm a good passer, you'll get an immediate, of course, answer. Really? Okay. Yes. That might be that. That may just be because I don't think we've ever really played together necessarily, like on the same team. My yeah, we normally play against each other, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah. My the the biggest problem or the obstacle in the way of people realizing I'm a good passer, which I am, is that I'm a horrible ball handler. I don't have a dribble game. Uh, that's true. But like by default, a lot of the the pickup hoop I play, like I end up being like secondary ball handler type like secondary point guard because i'm so perimeter oriented so like if we don't have like just a true pure point like if i'm thrown on a team where it's just like a bunch of fucking wings and bigs i end up playing point because i'm the person who actually gets the ball where it needs to go and i have some flash and some substance to my passing ability the problem is if you get in my shit i can't dribble the ball into the spots where i can make the flashy good passes so So like you're Uh, catching it on the wing, guys are moving off the ball and they make a nice cut. Like you're finding them for a layup. I think it's that. And I think it's also like, there's some, there's some Draymond ish elements to my passing of like, I'm so good at knowing how to play with my stars. Like if you, if you put me on a team with, I'm going to say it with Cotter, uh, like I know Cotter's spots. I know where he needs to get the rock. I'm getting three assists in a game to 12 minimum, just like of me seeing stuff no one else would see. Same with when I played with Ben Luger, same with when I played with Roby, same with if you and I started playing, it would be the same with you and you would actually trust me and you would play off me and use me for assists. But the problem again is I can't handle. And if you ask me to be point, it won't work. I got to be a two guard that gets 2.5 assists per game in a game to 12. All right, I'll give you 90-10, better passer to me. Um, it's crazy. That's and it crazy. sucks that – also, shout out to Cotter, who's in his 13th country in 14 days right now. Enjoying impressive. life. I appreciate following the story. Just a nice little overseas trip. Yeah. Uh, I I responded – this is the last thing. I responded to the Discord and said, I'm Joe Ingles, but I know I'm Joe Ingles. You're Costa Kufus, but you think you're Nikola Jokic. No, never. I'm not Jokic. Not Jokic. You you know what I am. I don't got to repeat it. <laughs> you just repeat it for the people that haven't heard. I'm I'm Boris Diaw with a Demarcus Cousins mindset. <laughs> Is that a good player though? Call it could be on any given day. <laughs> it's true. All right. Uh, thank you to the Discord. We might have missed some comments from the Discord this day, but like I said, we were all over the place on Friday. A lot of good football discussion. I think the Discord in general had a bad betting weekend, so vibes are a little down, but we're going to swoop back in there and pick that up. So appreciate huge, everybody. Huge, huge college or huge college football slate this weekend. Huge college football slate this weekend. Lots uh, of early value. We can jump on there for sure. So 
yeah, join the Discord. Link in the description. We'd love to see you there. And it's the number one thing you can do to support us right now if you enjoy this show. Let's get to the three topics for today, Carlos. Just get the sad one out of the way. Uh, we should talk about all the football. We already have earlier this episode a little bit, but um, I mean, the Lions just blow a game they shouldn't. Michigan State gets blown out, and I can't believe I didn't see that coming. Uh, we could even go beyond that and maybe talk some other sad football things here as well. But you want to start with your Lions? Was th- was this the same old Lions, or what? What the hell happened? Why did we just lose at home to Seattle? I I, I don't think it's the same old Lions. I'm not saying that, but uh, I I I want to get my thoughts together for my main takeaways for this. Uh, I think I'll start with this. There's a difference between being aggressive and playing Madden. I think Dan Campbell needs to take a step back and understand that he's putting his team in a shitty position sometimes with his aggressiveness. That's all I'll say. I know that the defense wasn't playing extremely well, but you know, you're going forward on your own 40. You're doing things like that. But I don't think that's the main thing for the Lions. You can't turn the ball over three times and expect to win a football game. Like that's really, really hard to do. We have a chance to go up probably one to two scores uh, or sorry, we were up one score. We could be up two scores going starting off the second half and we fumble on the very first carry. Like you just can't do that and give the Seahawks a 20 yard field to go score and tie the game immediately. Just too many mistakes. Uh, Obviously, Jared Goff finally throws a pick. And of course, the pick he throws is a pick six. Just really, really tough scene. Um, And then the last thing I'll say is the aggressiveness seemed to tame itself on that last drive a little bit. It seemed like we were aggressive the whole game going forward on fourth down and doing all these things. And then we get down inside the 30 with like 50 seconds left. And we just let 20 seconds run off as we set up and kind of basically settle for the field goal. When I think we could have gone for a touchdown a couple of times in that possession. So it was tough to see. You can't turn the ball over that many times. Uh, Jerry Jacobs can't guard his own shadow. Uh, I need Emmanuel Mosley to get off of the IR injured reserve, whatever list he's on immediately because this team really needs him. And then last thing is the pass rush needs to step up. Like they, they need to step up. The fact that Geno Smith was playing with two backup tackles and wasn't sacked or he was sacked once, I think at the end of the game by Anzalone when he was scrambling around like a jackass. But besides that, just no pressure. And uh, so tough game. Not the end of the world. We're one and one. Not the same old Lions. Must win next week, but definitely sad to see, for sure. So definitely not the same old Lions is my primary takeaway. Um, I've seen a lot of like, ooh, the ski mask shit is dead. We never should have done that. Why were we so cocky about that shit? A couple of things from my end, because you know I'm a vibes guy. Before I actually talk to football, I just want to talk about the vibes here. It's not the same old Lions primarily because if it was the same old Lions, when has an opposing team ever beaten Detroit in Detroit and celebrated like they won a playoff game? It's week two and these motherfuckers are turning up in the locker room like talking about we came in your trap and took your trap like. Okay, we're here. That's what that told me. <laughs> like we, we are, we are now a statement victory. And uh, I get the schema shit was cocky, and it came back to bite us, obviously. But like, 
I'm not throwing that in the trash after this at all. I'm, if we, uh, we, and, we and, three. and good and good on the Seahawks for doing that. Yeah, that I was that was I cold. Was, that's what they should do. We need more of that. I thought that was cool. I thought it was cold. I'm not a fan who's like, no, throw it in. Like it would be same old Lions move to be like, oh no, like we don't stand by this. We lied. We're not that good. Like no, we are that good. Y'all just beat us. You're celebrating us because you know we're that good. And when we win in week three, we're putting the ski mask back on. That's yeah. where I am right now. Um, Goff through the pick six, like to me, that was the game. And I am a Jared Goff guy. I'm not like, like, I don't think he's a great quarterback or anything, but he has won me over with his play over the last year and a half in Detroit. Um, it, it what do you have like 400 straight passes without an interception? Like, yeah. bummer. He threw one, it was a bad one. It cost us a game, but usually it happens when you throw a pick six. Luckily, we have a quarterback who does that once in every two years instead of once a week, like a lot of teams looking at some of the NFC North do. Um, I, I just think Campbell does have to realize that he has to coach a team that's actually good, different than he's coached teams that aren't. It's, it's a totally different job to manage a football game when you're the better team than it is to try and go steal wins when you're the worst team. He's one of the best coaches in the league at trying to steal wins when you're the worst team. We know that. I don't know what he's like as a guy who's the coach of a better team. I think he did a lot of shit that hurt us in this game. I really do. Um, I, I wish he would just punt the ball, man. I'm sorry. Like it's, it's fun when we get the fourth downs. It really is. I wish he would kick field goals and I wish he would punt the ball. I think he costs the team roughly nine to 12 points every single game off of just not doing the traditional move. And all we needed was a three point swing in this game to win in regulation. And uh, I, I think Dan cost him at least a touchdown in this game. So I don't know, man, I still feel good. They got to win week three. It's frustrating that they should have had like clear separation in the division now, yeah. like shout out to the Packers for blowing that game. But Man, we should be sitting pretty at two and zero. Um, must win in week three, in my opinion. And can I? I text you this. I'm pretty frustrated with the selection of the running back we took at the spot we took him, and the lack of usage. And I get it's it's early in his career, but I am really frustrated with that. What do you make of Jameer Gibbs right now? Yeah, I'm very frustrated with it. Just if you're gonna draft them there, get them touches. Like, what's the point of doing it if you're gonna have Craig Reynolds almost out carry them? Like, what are we, what are we doing here? It's I get there's there's contract stuff involved. So this isn't a one for one at all. But it was really hard for me this week to watch DeAndre Swift put up like 150 total yards. And then our running back is, and I'm not saying Swift is good. That's not what I'm saying. Don't shake your head. I'm not even saying he's good. I'm, I'm saying, Greg, you, I, I actually would put a bet plus 170 <laughs> that you could get 62 yards against. I the could, but that's, running. but the point is, running backs don't matter. The point isn't that Swift is good or bad. The point is, like we, we said, we don't need Swift. He's not good enough. We need a star at running back. Swift is out here busting up the Vikings. Meanwhile, the running back we elevated and said was a huge priority is not getting touches to Craig Reynolds and the guy who's on a cart who fumbled the first carry of the second half. Like, I just, I'm really frustrated about it. I think it was a total wasted pick. You're going to use him like a slot receiver and he can't even catch the ball. So, and I know he can catch the ball, but like, if we're only going to use him as a slot receiver, don't drop the ball. Hey, <laughs> like, hey Jared Goff did that thing again this week too. What do you do? 
the did you see the one where Jameer Gibbs was literally wide open by himself on the sideline? Yeah. It's just those hurt. Yeah, missed opportunity. All right. So let's just put a number on it. Confident scale, Detroit, one to ten. Where are you at right now? We were I'm like ten at, out of ten. I'm, I'm still at an eight with this football team. I like that. That feels right. Yeah. Eight. Um this week will be a big swing for that. Just because going off recent memory, no matter what, we seem to just like kind of struggle with the Falcons. It just always seems to come down to the last play, no matter how good or how bad they are. So I think it's a must win in that game, um, especially with the Falcons coming off a pretty big win against the against the Packers. So it can, you know, put some separation as well in the division and kind of put put a stake in the ground as far as who's who of uh, the NFC North. Falcons are a 2-0 football team, and I have no idea how because Desmond Ritter is horrendous. Yeah, yeah. So, He's really tall, lanky Justin Fields. It's it's messy stuff. Um, last thing, I see a lot of beat writers kind of doing like where's the Lions pass rush game right now. I swear to God, Hutch is getting held every play. I And the, you call that homerism, whatever you want. I wasn't a Hutch guy out of Michigan. I really, truly wasn't. I, like his pass rush is there. He's what, getting held. And, and was that yeah. last one not absolutely like when it happened in the game? Let me walk you all through this. Usually during Lions games, when it gets to a certain point, I hit my stand up mode and I stand up kind of close to the TV. And when that when that play happened, I was like, like I, I was waiting for the flag to come out. He clearly got helped. Like yeah. clear as day. It's it, it's all you need. It's plain and simple. Cut and dry. Hold. And they let it go, and Tyler Lockett scores, and they win the game. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It was it was weird to me, but I to me, I'm very happy with how Hutch is playing. He just, I genuinely think he's getting held 80 percent of the time. Um, last, very last, final, actual, final thing on the Lions. How much of this is our fault? Oh, uh, it like 79 percent of it. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I gotta realize. I can't operate like the Lions are different yet, even if they're different. I need to remember where we came from and realize that if we got a win in week one and I ordered Jets pizza and wings, et cetera, wings, and I had my father-in-law over and my daughter was asleep, those will be the circumstances the next time the Lions play a football game. I'll be damned if I switch anything up. Instead, I got my daughter in some Lions tutu that she doesn't even fit in right now, trying to act like some mojo's different. I got my wife leaving to go to her sister's with the entire family at halftime. We're going to switch up at halftime and go there. No, let's walk this back for a second. We know what worked. It worked against the best team in football. Who are we to think that we have the right to change that right now? So we'll be dialed in for week three. That's where I'm at. And uh, not to point fingers, but I can't believe you weren't at that game. Well, I mean, I know. I think you know the circumstances why I wasn't there. I know, but. I got to be better. You're right. You're right. I think we played a role. You're right. You're right. 100%. And for what it's worth, Luther was at the game. My father said absolutely loudest he's ever heard Ford Field. And he's been a Lions seat. And he said the Lions, loudest Lions game he's ever been to. And he's been he's been a season ticket holder since like 1998. Yeah. So, yeah. You could hear it through the TV. It was impressive. Uh, okay. Michigan State football quickly. Just destroyed. I don't even know what the final score is because I forgot. But wasn't it was 42 to nothing at one point? Yeah. Embarrassing. 
Where are you at with everything? It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing all the way through. The players weren't prepared. Coaching staff wasn't prepared. Uh, There was a lot of hype and energy in Spartan Stadium. None of it mattered. Nothing mattered. Rose Bowl team being back didn't matter. It was just we were never in the game, literally from the coin toss to the end. Never, ever had a chance. Never were in the game. It was just it was honestly embarrassing. Truly was because I thought back to like even the worst Michigan State teams. And I might be wrong on this. So you can correct me if I am. But I don't remember a game where we just laid down and died like that. Like that was a complete, at least at home, I'll say, like at home, rolling over and just not having a chance at any point of the game. I can't remember a game like that off the top of my head. So it was it was frankly embarrassing, to be honest with you. There's nothing you could take away from it that is a positive in my eyes. Yeah, other than like us saying it can't get worse, I think that yeah, applies. Like to we we couldn't here, but... tackle, we couldn't do things mentally right. I mean, we were getting formation penalties to start the game for having too many men in on a punt formation. I mean, it was just, it was just nasty behavior by the football team. It was it was really really bad, and I hate saying this because I do feel for the players after like the all the stuff surrounding the football program this week, but also like there's only so much that could be an excuse for this. Cause it was really, really bad. So I, I welcome that thought. I'm, I'm open to hearing it out. I think I'm on the opposite side of it though. I don't, I don't know how we can even say anything about the players. And I know you can't like, if we're really truly just like judging, how did these football players play? I think Noah Kim played like a D minus for what Noah Kim's capable of. I think you could probably apply that to a lot of other dudes on the field this game but like am i surprised all these guys played worse than they normally should (laughs) no not at all like i i don't know i don't know how i would perform in this spot probably horrible right like these kids have been put in such a really awful spot i just feel so bad for them honestly i really do and maybe i shouldn't like i I think that's the difference between you and i from the little we've talked about this game since it happened like when we facetimed (laughs) in the third quarter or whatever it was like I feel like I have a little more like, eh, I feel for the players. And you're like, make a tackle. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to say. Like, um, I I feel really stupid because this was like my play of the week in every way. I had Michigan State money line. I had Michigan State plus 16. I had, uh, I had Jeremy Bernard two touchdowns. That felt great when he got the first one, by the way. They tried to get him two right away, by the way. Um, but I, I just wildly overestimated how much vibes matter with football. Like it doesn't matter that Thunderstruck played (laughs) like when, when the game starts, none of that matters. And I really thought it would, man. I genuinely thought it would. I thought Mel Tucker was an absolute cancer and I still think he was, but it doesn't matter because the, this roster that Mel Tucker built still has to play the football games, but now they have to play them without their head coach. And you were big this week on saying like, whatever happens, it's Harlan. It's not anybody. That was your thing throughout the week when I was trying to like lead into, Oh, this is so great for Mark. You're like, well, let's, let's walk it back. It's Harlan. Harlan underwhelmed me so much in this game. And I don't know mm-hmm. what I expected, but like, I, like that very first time out he took when there was an obvious missed call. I can't believe they reviewed that. Like 
that's when I knew I watched that play. And you said like, there was never a moment we were even in the game, at least for the two minutes before that, I'm like, Oh, Michigan state's kind of here. And then our head coach takes a timeout in the most obvious rush up and snap the ball situation ever. Like I, and there were so many sloppy penalties, man. And I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know where this program goes because you can't blame the players in my mind for the spot they've been thrown in. You can point fingers at Harlan, but Harlan's not supposed to be in this spot. So this is really I mean, like maybe, a, I mean, what about other staff members? That I like I all the criticisms that were fair before this happened with Mel, I think are still fair of this staff. Yeah. Like just is this staff the staff? I don't know that they are, but I just I fear for what comes next because this is such a like back against the wall season now. And there's a lot of teams out there that if they were put in the spot, I think they would just roll over and die. And I hope that's not what happens to Michigan state, but it's what happened against Washington. And like this, this team has to play Michigan, Ohio state, Penn state. Those are damn good football teams who will pour it on you. And I don't know, I guess we'll see what they're made of, but I, I just really fear for what comes next, man. Like how, how bad do you think this is going to get? I think, I think it could get pretty bad. Honestly, I I think I can. And uh, I I will walk back my statement, I think, because I didn't I really didn't mean to put that much blame on the players because it's such a you can't in our position. We can't in our position put ourselves in their shoes like that's something that only they know how they feel. And like football probably is the last thing on their mind, especially because despite the the people who or what's what's how you feel about Mel Tucker, like the person, obviously the coach or whatever, at least the players like liked him. I think at least it seemed that the players liked him. Uh, you're right. Aren't so there, like, maybe, aren't there, so like, aren't there they, reports of the opposite though this week? Hmm? From, aren't there reports from reporters that might be friends of the show this week that that wasn't the case? Oh, I actually might not. I, I might not have seen that. Okay, maybe I miss I'm off on something. I I definitely read one thing where there was like players are happy that he's out. Oh, for real? That was some I oh. heard one thing, but I don't know if that's okay. Right. Well, I can see that, but it but either or the point stands that it, it's tough to put the blame on the players, which is why I kind of look at the staff to do the best they can to have the team at least mentally ready to compete. They were not mentally ready to compete whatsoever, and I don't think the coaches. We're ready to compete whatsoever. And for the love of God, Harlan, stop chopping my brother in Christ. Stop. It's de- it's it's done. It's done. That left with Melvin. Stop doing it. We are down 30 to nothing. And you look like you're in a tizzy. Stop. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that that was by far the saddest moment of it all for me was i i had to rewind it i recorded it i tweeted out it just it it's infuriating that uh the spell that michigan state football has been under under mel is somehow still here the mel spell the mel spell is not going away for a while i tweeted like you can't remove a tumor and run a marathon 24 hours later like you just can't i don't that's how i feel i feel we just removed a cancerous tumor from michigan state football and unfortunately it's probably going to take like three years to even have a pulse like maybe i'm wrong maybe i don't know because washington here is the thing what like let's use washington as an example they were horrendous two seasons ago like like one of the worst teams in power five and then they brought in star transfer quarterback 
and made some quick changes in the portal era. And now here they are like looking like a playoff contender. So it can happen. You got to make the right hire at the right price. <laughs> and I clearly Michigan state needs to go outside. I think that's the thing we talked about like who who's the hire last week. What are the odds? I think clearly they need something fresh and new, right? Yeah. Did you hear the D'Antonio comment when they asked him like what, like basically what if they he they wanted him to take over? No, he was like, "Well, I won't comment, but just know I was very much enjoying retirement." Okay, yeah, which is what I think everyone. But we, which is kind of what we said. Can we get Mark a headset though? Now that we've seen a week without the headset, can we get him a headset cart? <laughs> like, I, did he? Have, he was on the sideline, right? He was on the sideline, but he wasn't one of the 10 listed coaches, so he couldn't have a headset. He was mm. he, pretty much strictly there for vibes, which, like I said, overestimated vibes and how much they matter here. Get the man a headset, man. What else? What, like, it, it cannot be worse. Just give the magic man a headset and see what happens. The, the first ever game of alcohol sales at Spartan Stadium will always be known as the Washington Massacre. Hey, God blessed that there was alcohol in that stadium stuff and like that probably helped so many people cope uh hopefully the last time we see michael Penix against michigan state i don't know if he has more years or not just, but no just go to the go go get a job go to the nfl please do you want to give a five second update on michigan football by the way while we're here we haven't talked about him on the show once but they keep failing to cover the spread repeatedly yeah, well, I'll make it four seconds because that's how many uh, picks J.J. McCarthy should have thrown and also a free gym. You're generational. You really are. Speaking of Michigan, uh, Jawan Howard with some surprising, scary news over the weekend. He is going to miss time as head coach of Michigan basketball starting now through likely the beginning of the season, but you never know. Uh, the timelines I saw were a little all over the place. I saw it could be out as much as 12 weeks. I saw it could be uh, six to eight weeks if all goes well, but he had a heart complication just at like a, a checkup and had to have surgery, which is very scary. Anytime you hear the words heart and surgery in the same sentence, not something you want to hear. Um, Phil Martelli is the acting head coach, the interim head coach in this case. Martelli, obviously a guy who has done plenty of head coaching in his career. Um, I will note, just feel feel we should note it. Uh, John Beeline, who does not tweet things, five minutes before this news broke, tweeted like 72 letters. <laughs> That's what John Beeline tweeted. He tweeted that. And then five minutes later, Jawan Howard had heart surgery. So, uh, Something happened there. I don't know. Like, you can't tell me that was just like a butt tweet five minutes before this Jawan Howard news broke. Uh, and then Beeline did release like a statement after that was like thinking of Jawan Howard and family, really hoping he gets back and recovers quickly. But the parallels between Mark D'Antonio and John Beeline have never been louder, is all I'm saying. I've compared these two my entire life. For one, guys I'm fans of, but two, guys that just had this magic touch into overachieving. And uh, now maybe guys that could somehow be thrown into their program in dire times out of nowhere, out of out of need to try and just save the vibe somehow. I don't know. Michigan hasn't actually said that's happening, but I'm going to keep conspiracy theorying it until it does. Uh, your thoughts on all of this. What does losing Juwan Howard mean for Michigan basketball? Uh, I think, I think, obviously... I think any team losing their head coach 
is something that um, can hinder the program. But I, you know, Juwan has missed games in the past, maybe for other reasons. Besides, it was more of a hands reason instead of a hearts reason. So, you know, Martelli knows what to do with this team. And I, you know, the recovery time, I think is like nine to 12 weeks. So it's not like Jawan is going to, you know, necessarily miss any games. I don't think I would have to maybe check my math on how those weeks line up with the schedule and whatnot. But uh, it, it, it's just, I don't know. Well, hold hold on. <laughs> if, if, if it's 12 weeks, that puts him back December 18th. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so if it is 12 weeks, he, he might miss a month here. Okay. Sorry. My apologies on that. Not a, not a calendar <laughs> podcast, obviously, or a math podcast, but it, I don't really think it really affects Michigan to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. I don't like, obviously you want to have your leader at the helm, but I don't think Jawan being on the sidelines is going to change any outcomes for this Michigan basketball team in this upcoming season. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad uh, Juwan's okay, though. Hard things are scary, especially with coaches, and especially because they're running like a regular checkup. So good on him for doing that. Um, I was going to make my one big thing to do regular checkups because I'm a person that's scared of like doctors and dentists and things like that. But you, if you are one of those people, I actually made an appointment after seeing the Juwan thing, just because I feel like you got to do those regular checkup type things, even if you're scared of those type of environments. So make sure you do that for any listen, anybody listening out there. If I can make the appointment, you can look at Jawan Howard having a positive impact on Carter Elliott's life. You love to see it. Also, have you checked in with the dentist lately? I know not a doctor guy, but apparently not a dentist guy either. Are you, are you I'm all, I'm all good there? for six months. Okay. Good to know. I'm, I have my cleaning then, but look, I'm all good. I know you were hurting after the last of it. You sent me a voice note like an hour after. I'm like, this man's going through hell. Right, because I'm I hate the dentist. So I'm like, whatever you got, sh- uh, pause, sh- shoot that in my face, in my mouth. <laughs> I like <laughs> like I need I need all the drugs shot in me right oh now. My God. Like let's I couldn't move. feel half my face. Please let's skate on. Uh okay. Obviously, this means things for Michigan basketball. We're going to try and be pretty quick with this, but uh, I'm glad he seems that he's okay. He's in a stable spot. I'm glad they caught this before it was something worse. I'm rooting for the best for Jawan Howard wholeheartedly, and uh, hopefully this is a step in the right direction. It is a benefit of having Phil Martelli, in my opinion, that like if something like this happens, you have a guy who's coached before. I'm not the biggest Phil Martelli guy. Um, like I, I believe he's a great coach but I don't believe as an assistant coach, he's necessarily what you want unless this happens, then he's exactly what you want. So like moment of truth, Phil, like (laughs) this, this is your time to shine. Um, I also just want to say this, like hypothetically here, isn't Doug McDaniel sort of like a Phil Martelli guy, like tough ass fun guard, tough fun little guard. Like, Kind of, yeah. I don't want to make the comp, but like Phil Martelli's best teams just had like tough as shit little point guards. And that's kind of how I view Doug. So like it, you could he is little. You, you could sell me on a month of like tough ass Doug McDaniel with Phil Martelli at the sideline. I like that. Um, yeah, get well, Juwan. That's all I have. I think he'll come back midseason. And all will be good. I do think long term, this should be a pretty clear indication. Juwan Howard's not going to be here long just going to say what it is like i think that was going to happen regardless but now that you throw health stuff into it i don't anticipate juan howard's here 
the moment the jet or uh, Jace Howard graduates from Michigan. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, and final thing, I said this to you privately, don't mean to make light of the situations at all, but uh, had you told me on Monday of last week that Mel Tucker and Jawan Howard would both no longer be acting head coaches, one due to sexual misconduct and one due to heart complications, I would have guessed the wrong guys for those pretty clearly. I just, just want to say that. So surprises, plenty of surprises last week. Uh, final topic of the day, DK's top big tiers. We only left ourselves seven minutes for this, by the way. So sorry, DK, we're not going to do justice to this, but uh, this is his final positional tiers. He does it that way. He goes like guards, wings, bigs, puts them into tiers, names all the names, and then other people do the top 25, like inside the hall and UM hoops. Uh, I like this list. I'll just say my quick two cents. I think this is a pretty good list. I don't have a lot to complain about. What's your quick take on DK's top bigs list? Yeah, I actually think DK did an excellent job with this list. And not to say that DK doesn't do an excellent job with the other list, but I'm not just saying this because we actually do have a time crunch today, but he truly did. Like, this is exactly how I would have put the list, I think. I really don't think I have any necessarily uh, – qualms about it to be honest with you um and i gotta stop using the word qualms like it's really that great of a word i use it every episode now it's not that dope but um i you know i really think that he did a pretty good job on this list i would i did want to ask dk that the guys in like the other tier so the guy in the third tier are those guys in order of how he would have them or is it just he just puts those guys in the third tier do you know that by any chance i i don't know i don't know Okay. I, I read it as if they're in like a slight preference order, but when they're all in the same tier, it is what it is. Okay. I think Julian Reese could end up being a guy on this on this list that takes a step. I think that he can if he can clean up the foul trouble, if he can just be that big that is surrounded also by other pretty good players on the perimeter. You know, you got the guys like Jameer Young, Deshaun Harris Smith, Kaiser. Uh, if he can stay out of foul trouble and find his free throw form that he had from his freshman year, I think there's another step for Julian Reese. Uh, I, I do. And also him being an older player in the Big Ten, like this will be his third year playing in the Big Ten. I, I think that he can take another step. And then if this is in preference form, as much as I love Stephen Crowell, I think I would prefer Dane Danger over Stephen Crowell as well. Uh, Danger is one of the most underutilized bigs in the conference, I think I I think it'll be interesting to see how Underwood kind of deploys him this year, depending on what the matchups are like. Because as you stated before, this Illinois team probably could go make argument that they got eleven guys that can play, maybe even twelve guys that deserve real minutes. So it'll be interesting to see how Danger's minutes fluctuate throughout the year as well. Yeah, I agree with everything you said for the most part. Um... Two names I just want to call out. One he mentions in the article, or maybe he doesn't mention the article, but he mentioned it to us privately. One he doesn't. Uh, Zed Key is the controversial one here because UM Hoops and Inside the Hall had him top 10. We blasted that and talked about how ridiculous it was. He's not even in DK's tears. He's not an honorable mention. Felix Akpara is. I think that's the right move. Like if I was... If I was picking an Ohio State big to list in all conference type stuff, it would be Akpara. I think that's who they want to start at center. I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. The other name that is nowhere to be found for me, where's Malik Renault? Hillel Ware is on here, but Malik Renault is not. Maybe you consider him a four. 
don't know. He, he wasn't on the the wings forwards list either. Oh, okay. So yeah. I, I, okay. I, I read that. Yeah, I think I just think that's a slight miss. Like I'm not complaining, but I think Renault is like a fringe top 25 guy in the conference. The only thing I would say here is um, I think, like I said, I like this list. I think this is his best of the tiers that I've seen. I agree with pretty much everything. I would have done it slightly different when you get to tier three because he has tier one Edie, tier two Amorier, and it's all Big Ten upside. And then three is just like best of the rest pick names. I think that's how this is. Like it's a wide open year for bigs in this conference outside of Edie and Cliff. I would have split up tier three best of the rest and done two additional tiers. I would have done best of the rest where you know what you're getting. And that would have been like, Stephen Crowell, fine center. Dane Danger, fine center. Julian Reese, fine center. None of those guys are going to be all Big Ten. None of those guys are the best player on their team, but they're good starting centers. You could even convince me Mati Sissoko warrants a mention there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it, but you could have convinced me, like, you know what you're getting. It's a starting center. Then I would have done tier four cart, and I would have said upside bigs where you don't know what you're getting, but they could be good. And I would have put Kellel Ware, Malik Renault, Pharrell Payne, uh, Felix Akpara, Terrace Reed. It's those five guys. Carson Cooper? <laughs> you could convince me. No, just kidding. But <laughs> I, uh, I, just, I think there's enough of a distinction there because when you look at the bigs in this conference, it really is like the vets who are fine. And then, oh, there's actually all these like pretty high upside guys. And DK kind of mentioned a few of them. He kind of like he he put pain in the group of others that matter. And then he had Reed and Akpara as honorable mentions. He did not have Malik Renault anywhere. So like I I would have just lumped all those guys together and been like, maybe some of them break out as stars. Maybe don't. Yeah, I like the I like those tiers, and I like the the shout to Pharrell Payne. I think he's one of the he obviously doesn't get the. I I do like the shots on. Did watched, you just say something nice about Minnesota? I did say something nice about Minnesota. I think he I'm surprised he's at Minnesota, to be honest with you. I think he could have had his pick of the litter if he wanted to transfer and go somewhere else. But I think he's a Minnesota kid as well. So shout out to Ben Johnson for retaining him. But yeah, uh great, great list, DK. Um, and I think we need to come out with some lists of our own moving forward. I think we might do that because everyone's getting upset at us for talking about other people's lists while not having our own list. So Maybe we'll do that coming up here. Yeah. Should we do a list? Are, are we list guys, though? If you think people complain, no, we're really not list guys. I I think we're like laugh at the list guys, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like we're we're the we're the list critiquers. We're not makers. We make lists, making fun of lists. That's normally what we do. So yeah, okay, that's right. all right. Uh, Thanks, DK. Good work, as always. If you want to read DK's full tiers, and I recommend all of the positional tiers he did, go to SpartanHoops.com to do so. Excuse me. Um, okay. It's, it's a weird week, I feel like. Pivotal week for us. We really need to have a bounce back, just like a lot of our teams do. Yeah. I, I we, need, we need something just to go. We need the ball to drop. We need, the, we need a bounce to go our way. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. You need the dentist to shoot it in your face again. Okay. Get it going. Okay. One big thing presented by Carter's dentist. What is your one big thing today? Um, my one big thing today is that I'm an advocate of everybody when fall happens, like incorporating pumpkins. Pumpkins are fall. Like, don't get me wrong. And I myself, 
I've been known to enjoy a nice ice pumpkin type of latte. That's all good and well. I don't think pumpkin should be in, integrated into absolutely everything. You don't have to make everything pumpkin. You don't have to make pumpkin pancakes. You don't have to make pumpkin bread. You don't have to make pumpkin puree for your pasta or your dishes. You can just have pumpkin in a few things. It doesn't have to take over your whole life when the fall hits, okay? Some things don't deserve or need pumpkin. Just keep the status quo. That's my one big thing for today. Interesting. What's uh, what's the motivating reason here? Where's this coming from? It's just everything is, everyone wants to do everything pumpkin. Everything. Mm. No, every food item has to have pumpkin in it. There's not like one specific item. Like you haven't come across something that shouldn't be pumpkin in your mind. That not um, yet, but I can. I got an itch that is coming already. Okay, all right. So you're. This is like preventative almost. Yeah, preventative pumpkin. Okay. Um, pick a number one, two, or three. I have three potential one big things today. One. Oh, that's my least favorite one. Okay. Three. Uh, well, you already picked one. Don't I have to rock with one now? Two. Now you're just really hurting me. Let's go with one. Um, yeah, least favorite one here, but it is what it is. I, uh, I I feel very strongly in my life that a hoodie and shorts, like basketball shorts and a hoodie, is the best possible thing you can wear as a man in America. Mm. No. Easily sweats t-shirt. Yeah, no. I'm I'm out on that. My calves okay. need to breathe. I, I I don't think I've ever seen myself rocking a shorts in a in a hoodie. So okay, do me a favor, give it a try. What like preventative pause? What do you got on right now? You got a hoodie on. What else you got on? I got I got a hoodie and sweatpants. Put some shorts on. Okay, I'll give it a go this week. You have my word. Give it a go today. It's it's perfect hoodie shorts weather. I'm t- I've just I went on a walk this morning with the family. We fired up the, the stroller, brought the dog with us, did a nice little forty five minute. Don't want to don't don't want to pull this card, but is it perfect weather for you or is it perfect weather for me for shorts and hoodie? Well, I feel like we need to flesh out the difference between you weather and me weather. Then you're white and I'm black. I understand that. What does that do with our temperature swings, though? I mean, I feel like if it's 50 outside, if it's 55, you'll wear shorts and a hoodie, correct? I'll wear shorts down to 45. See, and that's the and there you go. But no. that's on it's uncomfortable in the 40s, 50s, though. Like today, today is perfect hoodie shorts weather. Okay. I just got the weather up on here. It it actually seems like it, I'll give it a go today. What's what's yep. the temp right now? What's the temp? I think I got it at sixty nine. That's got to be a lie. It's not that hot. <laughs> you know we live in different like cities, correct? It's all the same. <laughs> yeah. So you you just I just know you did not open the temperature app. You didn't do it. <laughs> like, it's a, just... sorry. It's a it's a high of sixty nine. Ah, okay. It's sixty right now. Yeah, that's it's a solid sixty. All right. Well, report back, please. Report back to the podcast when uh, you try the hoodie and shorts. Hey, great weather week this week. I promise not to get anything pumpkin flavored this week if you promise to wear a hoodie and shorts for 48 hours straight. Deal. Shake on that. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Hope your Monday's off to a great start. Join the Discord. Jump in. 
fire some questions at us and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming. And we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to people are the worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.